coming to you from Strings and Things Studio in Ventura, California. This is the Strings Unraveled podcast. Episode three. How's it going? It's going good. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. I'm I'm getting over being sick, so if I sound funky or if I have to clear my throat, I apologize. <laughs> you have the sexy voice going on. Yeah. I, yeah. <laughs> no. lean, lean into it. No. Kathleen <laughs> 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 Turner. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay. So I remind me, what order are we doing things in? <laughs> <laughs> so let's talk about what we're working on and catch up and stuff. It sounds like you've been gone forever, it feels like. It, it does feel like you've been gone forever. I'm like, <laughs> left a week ago, home. but I'm like, oh my God, where is she? <laughs> I can't text her because she's not responding because she's in another country. You know, <laughs> we could talk about that. It was the Slack thing. I did tell them at work that I was completely unavailable, except maybe by email if it's an emergency. Yeah. Um, which was a good thing to do because I got bothered by only one person who didn't know that I was leaving the country <laughs> and she accidentally texted me some information and um, my plan was to having started work today on Monday morning to tell her she owed me $47 for sending me that for one text, text. <laughs> <laughs> she did not <laughs> owe me any money because we had like a global pass and it was fine um, so for those of you listening if you didn't know I went to Switzerland for one of my oldest most dear friends um wedding we have known each other since we were in kindergarten they're twin sisters who i adore and um i hope to be friends with forever and ever until we're very old and gray and um my friend got married she was the recipient of the secret project that i mentioned last um last episode i made her a version of a pattern called love on the edge which is a really pretty lace um shawl rectangular shape um i chose not to put the edging around the outside in the interest of time (laughs) but it turned out really beautiful because the bride's dress was very um, simple and modern and so taking the edging off kind of crisped it up and made it more simple and modern so Switzerland was amazing I it was my first trip abroad and really the only knitting I did was trying to finish the edging that I edited off <laughs> so I, I mostly actually the most productive thing I did was unknitting <laughs> and going back to the beginning and, um, and and then I was able to block that which um, I got some really cool flexible wires from Mimi's Needlebasket.com. And they were the perfect thing to travel with because they took up like six inches flat packed in my baggage. And then they did the job that I needed on the go. And it blocked beautifully. I went to three yarn shops. Um, mm. I went to two in Geneva. And um, they were both lovely. Neither of the proprietors spoke English. <laughs> that was my question. <laughs> but they were so smiley and happy. And it seems, so then, and the third store was um, this little trims and yarn shop that was close to where we were staying in France. Oh, so. haberdashery. Yeah, yeah. Well, ha- does a haberdashery always think of hats? Well, a, fr- a haberdasher is someone who makes hats. Yeah. But they make hats probably with trims. Yes. Because yes. I have a friend in the UK whose name, oh, Textile Garden. She's in the UK, Marguerite, 
and she has she does some haberdashery, which so that would be lots of trims and buttons and yeah and clasps yeah, yeah, yeah. and closures that kind of thing. This was a haberdashery with yarn, with yarn. Um, and it seemed very like Coke and Pepsi for the mm -hmm. yarn shops. So the first one I went to was called like uh, what was it called? I'll look up the name while I'm talking about it. They had all Lang yarns. And they were um, so beautifully organized um, by color and by um, weight and fiber. And it was just really beautiful. Nice. I mean, we worked in a beautiful yarn shop, but this was picture perfect. Mm -hmm. And it was all laying, every oh. bit of it. They had How a little bit of yarns do they have? Enough to fill a store. Yeah, because it was oh. a pretty... Not huge, but a nice size roomy store. Um, and they had everything lace weight, cotton blends, all the way to chunky um, mohairs, which I mean, some of the yarns we, we've seen, but I've never seen it's like it had to be the whole, the entire Lang line. Yeah. Um, and it was lovely. That one was called Les Rouettes, which there is no French in my life. <laughs> the first conversation I had with someone at Border Control was. Parlez-vous français, uh, mademoiselle? Which every time someone started like off the cuff speaking French to me, I just kind of couldn't control the look of terror on my face. Sure, they see that a lot, and they're yes. like, "This lady does not speak nope. French," and so she does not parlez-vous. <laughs> nope. No. And so um, he's like, "Oh," I, I said, "No." <laughs> <laughs> then he says, but your name. Yeah. And I oh, said, yeah. I know. <laughs> it's not just Lecrevain. It's Anne, spelled with an E. It's Michelle with one L. Michelle. And then Lecrevain. It's the Frenchest name you could have. <laughs> For a but you don't live in person. France. Yeah, which my parents were very deliberate about giving us, like, names that went with our last name without giving us character-filled names. Um so I love because that's my joke that I was saying before I left is if I just wore a name tag and kept my nose my um my mouth shut <laughs> and I guess my nose out because <laughs> I have a distinguished profile um that I would fit in fine <laughs> and he proved it the first conversation I had okay so that's none funny. of the yarn shop owners um spoke English in the one in on Moss which was the small French town that we were staying in um one of the people who worked there came out and she spoke English. Um, I felt like instead of saying bonjour, which they all understood from the way I said bonjour that I spoke English, um, that like we just immediately would establish that we really only spoke English. Mm -hmm. So we'd start with parlez-vous anglais, s'il vous plaît. Mm -hmm. And the guy immediately went and got his employee and she was doing something in the back yeah and she came out like how can I help you? I'm like I'm fine. I don't need I, help. I just wanted him to know I spoke English. <laughs> I know my way around a yarn yeah. store. <laughs> Don't try. And that one was all Katya, oh, which I was oh. very tempted to find some more yarn for the bag that you did. What's yep. the bag called? Uh, Inga's something. Oh, yeah, Inga's. I think it's just Inga's bag. In Ravelry, um, it's got some name in a different language. But yeah, you could search Inga's bag and it should come up. Um, the second one in. Geneva was called A de Dagent. And Can you spelling? It's the first one. Uh, A de yeah, Dagent. 
Because um, so I speak. Something of the silver. Something of the silver. And the Ruette is, I think, a region somewhere. Because when I was just Googling just that name, uh, it La came Rouette. up. La Rouette. Sure. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> that's Those five years of lessons. Fun, I know, took three years school. of Spanish class and I don't know anything. <laughs> well, so that was kind of fun um, because they, they're, it's, it's, so many things are embarrassing about being an American as, yeah. as there are so many things to be proud and happy about. But one of the things it, that made me feel insecure is everyone in Switzerland speaks many languages. Mm-hmm. And I mean, everyone. Like the person, the waiter, yeah. the person working at the register, everyone. Yeah. Probably speaks a minimum of three. <sighs> at, at, at least. And yeah. so one time we were trying to figure out the bus the first day that we took the bus. And I was very excited because one of the games you play when you don't speak English is finding the common language that mm-hmm. you do. So Kevin brought a little Italian to the, the party. I brought a little bit of Spanish. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I was able, I, Spanish came into helping us figure out yeah. how to, um, get on the bus. All those land languages, right? Yeah. But oh, French is the hardest because you can, I can read it and understand the meaning if I, uh, if uh-huh. I can get the base, but not to listen to it. <laughs> it's because it's so dang fast. Yeah. yeah. No, 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 no. It's rattled. Like off. I could listen to somebody, if they spoke slow enough, I could listen to somebody speak Spanish and get the gist of what they were saying to me. Mm-hmm. But yeah, no, I know nothing of but French. But some people think that English we speak awfully quickly. But I guess any language that you're not familiar with sounds yeah. fast. Yeah, and so the second one, de Dajon, that one had a mix of yarns. She had like um, she had Lang and Katia, and um, a few other cool brands. I ended up getting this new yarn that is just out called. I think it's called Wool People, and it's hmm. like a fun and funky brand of yarn. Oh, looking at um, it, it was very cute. I'm having a lot of trouble finding the name of the little haberdashery in in Anmas. So, if any listeners have been to Anmas, which is A N N E M A S S E, um, please let us know, and we'll <laughs> we'll update something. I think we have says, international yeah. listeners. Yeah. We're well traveled listeners. <laughs> I think we have well traveled listeners. Probably. Um, hmm. And so I came home with a fair amount of yarn. Wool people or wool folk? It's not wool folk, I don't think. Because wool folk is Brooklyn Tweed, isn't that? No. No? Wool, wool people folk. is Brooklyn Tweed. Well, there's. Brooklyn Tweed has. I a think it wool. was a Lang yarn. Hmm. It, was, it would have been like one of the German brown oh, brands. Hey. I like it. Looks like it's full clothing or something, or maybe designs. That's cool. It's not Brooklyn. Oh, tweed, it might be wool addicts. That's what it is. Wool addicts. Wool addicts, and it's as land. In, like you're addicted. In, yeah, oh. and they have super cute, funky things. I will look that up and, and link to it in the description. And because I feel safe, um, that I'm not going to necessarily Laying offend yarn, these really it. nice yarn shop owners, mm-hmm. but all of them kept giving me the ugly pamphlets for laying free patterns. Uh huh. I, and Katya free patterns. I, I you guys can picture those. Want. <laughs> like it's, I did buy this very furry yarn that's a Katya yarn mm-hmm. that I have big plans for. Um, and that they sent me home with a big furry hat and a big furry <laughs> sweater. And <laughs> I was like, 
Well, thank you. I don't want to make these things from the one ball <laughs> of this yarn that I'm buying. Yeah, but, but you're a special circumstance. Yeah, thanks for the free pattern, though. Yeah. <laughs> um, there are actually quite a few cute things. It just wasn't what I'm planning on um, for my... Do you know Lang yarn, yarn has been around since 1867? I had no idea. I'm excited to wow. learn that. Um, Peruvian wool. I think I mostly bought the Lang yarns at both of the two shops mm. that carried it. Mm. Um, cool. It was interesting that it was like either we carry Coke here or we carry Pepsi. Yeah. You have Lang or you have Katya. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Um, so that was fun. And I, there are not any people knitting in public. No. Like, I, we rode a lot of buses and trains. Yeah. Not a, not a scene. And then people kind of looked at me funny hmm. while I was doing it. Interesting. So that's I don't know what that's about. There. Yeah. Huh. <laughs> I don't know. And definitely no one in Rome was walking around with funny knitting. We did one day in Rome. Yeah. We started our day at 3 a.m. Did you Ooh. have pizza? We had pizza and gnocchi and Yum. prosecco and espresso and you cannolis checked and all the things gelato. Off the list. <laughs> yeah. Well, Kevin and I all did a little great cons- Italian food. Yeah, we did a little <laughs> comparison. We were like, no, there's nothing that we're missing. Because <laughs> we well, that's a, good. We had a double meal since we uh, a brunch since we didn't have anything until we got there. So that was like eleven o'clock reading, three a.m. Got to the airport, flew this little airline called EasyJet, um, which was like. European Southwest, only a little friendlier mm. and a little cleaner. Um, it was easy. It was easy. Yeah. And the they char- they do charge you for everything, unlike yeah. Southwest, um, including any bags. Like, if you don't, if you get on the flight, even though you have a seat, but there's no space for your carry-on, you have to, like, pay for it. Oh. So... Okay. You pay to check it from there. Yeah. So there's no checking at the gate. Oh, man. Huh. Um, I like that trick yeah. of getting free yeah. check-in. So we, it's an hour and a half flight. We get there. We see eight sites. We took our, our site cues from a three-day walking tour, mm-hmm. and we put it all into In one, one day. day. And um, and then we went home. Fun. We had no time for shopping. Yeah. We, we did get some souvenirs that we kind of got hustled by a street vendor oh which i knew it was happening story. yeah i knew it was happening and i was like kevin pam and then the guy started <laughs> ladling ladling it on and he was putting bracelets yep. on us and like here and this is for you and then there was a bs story that went with it about a new baby and blah 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 <laughs> yeah, and i knew it was happening i kept winking at kevin like give him some money <laughs> so we ended up I as think, long as you stand there the more expensive it's going to yes. be <laughs> um i think we spent like 15 us dollars on oh. all the nonsense that he gave us which was exactly enough things to divide against across our three kids uh-huh. and have I told you the story about when we were in Angkor Wat in Cambodia? No. So we went to Cambodia. We took a bus from our hotel to Angkor Wat, where you go to like the visitor center and you pay for your ticket and whatever. So we get off the bus. In the parking lot, there are Cambodian police officers who are like, or just, you know, securing the area, whatever. Mm-hmm. So we got off the bus and they came up to us and they asked us like where we were from or whatever. And then they started asking us if we wanted to buy things from them. And they were oh. like, you like my hat? You could buy it. You like my badge? You can. Yes. You like my badge? You can buy it. Everybody's got an angle. And so my dad was like, <laughs> I'm going to buy a Cambodian police hat. So he bought a hat and a badge from a Cambodian police officer. And I think they were actually police officers. Are you sure? 
confident, not just people. I think, no, no, no. I think they were actual police officers. I didn't get. So the, what do they do? They go back to the station. I lost my badge again. No, I think that's just a scam that they run. They just got boxes of hats in their car or something. For those like, stupid white people that are like, I want to buy your badge. Plastic sheriff badge. Yep. It costs exactly like they, that. You'll pay twice as much and they'll still pop it. It was like five bucks and my dad was like, well, sure, I'll buy your I hat. Know. I mean. So Kevin did not enjoy the experience of being hustled. I was very amused by it. (laughs) (laughs) The only thing that I didn't like was that Kevin was not on board with the hustle. That's really funny. So why did he stand there and keep listening? Because they played on... It's probably hard to leave. Yeah, and they played on our politeness. So he started a conversation. It's just like... Any time you walk by, somebody is trying to sell you something. And as a good salesperson myself, if you can get the conversation started. So he was like, oh, you have such a nice beard. (laughs) And he was was from somewhere in Africa. So he had this great accent to go with it. And he says, have you ever been to Africa? And you look like you'd you'd get along great in Africa. (laughs) (laughs) And then we're like, okay, that's great. Thank you. Bye. Oh, you're fine, sir. I would be like, don't make eye contact. Well, that's mostly as soon as you make eye contact, he was made an invitation. He was doing such a good job of engaging us, so I was like. Then what you paid him was worth the cost of entertainment. Then he's like, my wife had a baby last night, so let me give you this to celebrate my baby. And I was like, oh, oh, thanks, right? And then I'm like, we're going to have to pay him. So then I was like, well, congratulations. And and then I'm like. He's probably going back. Yeah, "Yeah, look at these stupid Americans. So then he says, well, now you, I said something about our, our, oh, we have. Congratulations, blah blah. And, oh, do you have babies? Yeah, we have three babies. Oh, here's three more bracelets. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you wanted that? Yeah, I so know. Funny. But whatever. <laughs> it was. I was it having was so much it was fun. I know. And so now then, it's a story. <laughs> so then we have these bracelets on, and there's like five other guys along do you the have same. the bracelet? I want no, to see the amazing. The kids. It's oh. it's not amazing. It was like a, a red and green and yellow bead and black bead and a wooden <laughs> bead or a nut bead. Hey, um, you know what? The next trip, you're going to bring the stuff you make, and you're going to make a killing. <laughs> Let's trade. And he's like, no. <laughs> so this was at Trevi Fountain. So I'm going to set your, up well, you're at Trevi Fountain. you Italian so that you can. So you can hustle. No, no. Hustle. No, no. no, you don't want to hustle the Italians. Italian. Yeah. The but you got to hide your American You just got to get your accent. Oh, I can play with it. <laughs> it, won't, it won't be good. But That's really funny. <laughs> I can't lead with, have you been to Africa? <laughs> that, yeah. I, yeah, that may not fly for you. <laughs> but it was, that was fantastic. You probably can't say, I just had a baby last night. <laughs> <laughs> I could try my wife well. just had a baby. See how that goes at Catholic yeah. Monument. <laughs> oh, that'd be interesting. Uh, so the only thing we theme. just looked at but didn't do was the Spanish steps. Mm-hmm. But. This is the punchline about Rome. We did 13 miles. Wow. We did a half marathon in Rome. That's awesome. We were back in our apartment that we were staying at at 1130 at night, and it was fantastic. And the best face of anyone I saw that whole day was at the end of the day for the car we hired to take us back. (laughs) (laughs) He was, like, waiting for us at the gate with our name, and it was just as good as you always imagined that would be. That's awesome. (laughs) Um, So yarn and the food was fantastic, and my dear friend's wedding was amazing, and she loved the thing I made for her. So that's, I'm, I need new projects now. I didn't knit any of the things that I packed. 
I always think I'm going to knit so much. Yeah. And people are like, you didn't knit a single thing. You were gone for 10 days. And I'm like, well, I was too busy I doing things. I finished a project. Sometimes it feels good to, to not do things, too. Yeah. You're going to take the time to go someplace. You should probably see that place. Yeah. I should have set myself up. At, first of all, I should have been honest about where I needed to stop the project I was making. Yeah. Because then I could have been done on the first day. And then I could have, like, like I got yarn to make Kevin two hats. I could have been working on one of those hats while we were there. You could have. But I didn't. And if you're happy, then, that. yeah. Yeah. Totally, totally. Cool. And you can have those hats or one of them by Christmas. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah, maybe. We'll see. No promises. Um, yeah. So now I'm prepping for making God's Eyes with my kids' school at Camp Out. Okay, so, so I've heard you say that, but I don't know... For some, I don't what know a what God's, God's eye, eye is. is. Oh, it's a fun camp quality mm-hmm. craft where you take two sticks. We're going to use popsicle sticks that we're pre-gluing, but you do not have to pre-glue them. You make a T with them or a cross. Oh, I made those in school, but I never knew it had a name. Yep. Well, especially we, in school, you're not going to necessarily Because we were not safe then. <laughs> well, the, we, we, we do attend a public then. school. and Heathenized. I'm surprised that we call it what it is, which yeah. is a God's eye, but... Um, because I've only ever a, heard it by that name. It's a very campy craft. Um, lots of co- no, okay, now the colorful <laughs> yarn makes sense. Yeah, so I'm I'm you know winding little bobbins of different from a dream very catcher because acrylic. these are solid. Yeah, and I don't know what the like because it's if you guys start getting going down the rabbit hole of God's eyes, it, I think it qualifies as a weaving craft. Mm-hmm. There are especially in Mexico, there are absolutely insanely amazing, intricately done God's eyes with. Like, instead of an axis of four, Mm -hmm. it's, like, 12. Wow. And they have layers and depth. They're insane. I'm going to have to do a Google search later. Yes. I have a Pinterest board, so if you check. I'll link to that. Yeah, look for my my Pinterest board. Um, And I want to try it sometime, but I only think about it when I'm doing this prep for this thing in September, and then I move on to other things the rest of the year. (laughs) There's other things. So... Who wants to tell us what they've been making or working on? Katie has something <laughs> amazing that if you can hear her needles clicking. Yeah, sorry. Oh, don't I sorry. really <laughs> cannot stop working on this project. It's so um, gorgeous. So I didn't finish anything that I was working on last time. I just started something new. Oh, okay. Um, I, well, no, I did finish. I made um, the campfire cardigan. Okay. The crocheted kind of granny squarish cardigan. Your colors looked really cool. It was fun. Um, I have to figure out. It's finished. I have to decide. I made one sleeve, one style, and one the other, and I don't know which one I like better. I was going to bring it tonight and ask you guys, but I forgot. Um, but it's technically done. Cool. Um, and I can't wait to see that. I did not finish Tecumseh yet, even though I said I was going to maybe by the next time we get an episode. On your sleeves. I know. But instead of finishing that, I cast on something new. <laughs> so I am currently working on um, Stephen West's go-to raglan pattern it's called the go-to raglan um his sample is knit all in various shades of sock yarn so it's gauged for either two strands of fingering weight or one strand of worsted um so i went through my stash the other day and i just pulled out any sort of you can see my giant bag of yarn Oh, any yeah. sort of partial ball wow. of whatever i could find that was fingering it's fantastic weight. and i'm just holding two strands together and randomly changing them. There's got to be like 30 balls of stuff in there. There is a lot of yarn in this bag. Because <laughs> um, it's a big bag to start with. It's yeah. like a ginormous tote. Yeah, it's a big tote full of little balls of scraps and whatever. So that's what I'm working on. I'm doing two strands of fingering held together and I'm 
there's supposed to be like no rhyme or reason like it's supposed to be random I have a couple rules so I'm holding like a solid color and a multi together at the same time because I have a lot of solids and I have a lot of multis so there's a background solid and a multi and I'm not changing either of the two of them ever at the same place mm -hmm. so I'm trying to like blend them into each other mm -hmm. um and I can't stop working on it. It's amazing. I started this like three days ago, and I just <gasps> separated the sleeves. Wow. Before we started recording. What size needle is that? Eight. Oh, well, that's nice. It's a comfortable size. It's, tell us about the ribbing. At the so neckline. the neckline ribbing is uh, like you fold it over so it's double thick at the top. It looks gorgeous. Um, You could do I it. I love that green. Yeah, I, I had a ball of... <clears throat> Madeline Tosh DK, which is worsted-ish, so that's mm -hmm. what I'm using. So the cuffs and the bottom will all be the green color. Mm. Um, but I was going to ask you guys because I need opinions. I have those. Mm -hmm. um, so the body, I've looked at other people's projects, and some people are, like, being real fancy about it and matching the sleeves to the body. I don't mm -hmm. think I have enough yardage of some of these little balls of yarn to do that. Mm -mm. So I think I'm going to make the body just whatever. Yes. I was wondering if I should make the sleeves match each other, or no. if that would be weird, or if I should just go totally crazy and just make it whatever. I think... Because it's already got a lot going on. <laughs> well, and that's... So, because I kind of question those ideas when I'm working with a self-striping yarn like Noro. Mm-hmm. I think you need to give the eye somewhere to rest. Mm. Yeah. So, you think they should match or not? Well, I'm picturing that, the randomness in the center and matching on the sleeves. I think that's almost too much variety too in weird? itself. Mm -hmm. So I think maybe just the regulation of your collar and mm -hmm. your cuffs and your ribbing. So it's sort of like putting a frame on a Jackson Pollock. Right. I think, I think you should I be totally I've, random. I, I feel like, I like maintaining thing. the randomness because <clears throat> while it's random, it's got you engaged. Yeah. Mentally, you can't wait to get to the next thing. Mm -hmm. Once you start... Imposing a rhythm onto something that's fun. allowed to be a wild child, I think you're going to lose interest. Okay, and, good. And you made sleeves, my are not for me. That, <laughs> sleeves are not that interesting sometimes. No. Sleeves, sleeves are very uninteresting. What a sweet way you said that. Sleeves are not that interesting. That's why my Tecumseh doesn't have sleeves yet, because I hate making sleeves. <laughs> and those are very abbreviated. I know. <laughs> I still don't like making them. I'm with you. Because I it have. It depends on if there's like a fun detail, like a lace panel yeah, or a there cable. There is. There's color work. Yeah. I still yeah. don't want to do it. <laughs> well, I have, oh shoot, I have three sweaters that are, it's the sleeves that are in the way. So I have another co um, comfort zone cardigan that I need to work on the sleeves so I can move forward. I have my stripy cream sweater that's a sleeve and a half away. And I think I have like 30 rows on my first fade sweater mm. and then I'm completely done. <laughs> I was wondering if you ever finished so, your face sweater. <laughs> it's in my studio, oh. in the bag. Someday. <laughs> someday. Maybe maybe um, soon someday. It's right up there with my funky grandpa that, guess what needs to be finished? The sleeves. The sleeves. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. Sleeves I mean, Island. I, it's a real my thing. But I have a legit... Those are ex-boyfriends from a long time ago. But my I have a legit problem. <laughs> but, when I went to order more yarn, I didn't get the same base. And though the color matches, there is clearly a texture difference. Mm. It is... With the, mm. where it, the whole thing has a nice plump fullness until you get to the sleeves, oh. which are looking rather thin and sad. Hmm. Well, so, what if you made a new plan for your sleeves entirely? Because the sleeves well, are Well, at this point, I'm going to have to because the company's not even in business anymore. Oh. So I can't even try to get... And besides, I... I started, I did that Funky Grandpa almost like eight years ago. So, <laughs> is it eight that years long ago? ago? 
I would believe it because it's been a long time. It's probably been a decade since you. Not as long as that. No. But sure. Yes. I only worked at Anna Kappa for nine years, and I remember Funky Grandpa happening a couple years into it. Seven. Yeah, I would give it six or seven years ago. So. Yeah, you're thinking. Well, because I also <laughs> I have there, two. So well, I have that two thinking. that are um, two that are very close, and I think one of them needs sleeves, mm-hmm. and the other one it's the yellow from that Hunger Games. Are you done with what you're working on? Um, uh, I have a new sewing machine that I've been playing it's with. It's so pretty. <laughs> um, I never thought I'd like rose gold till I saw that machine it's... and the scissors. Oh yeah, wait, did you get the scissors? scissors? Yeah, they're not. Well, and they're not the the same brand, but I did buy rose gold scissors. So. Okay. No, I bought um an Eversone Sparrow Thirty, and it's pink and it it matches my office. And, and where did you get it? I got it um from Missouri Star Quilt Company. Um, just cause I wanted it. And so now I have a new baby that I've been playing with. Um, so I've been making various things with that. But, um, as far as what I'm working on, the raglan is really the only thing that I have been working on in the last, uh, I guess it's been about a week that I started it. Maybe five days, days, something like that. So that's all I've been working on because I want to see if I can, if it will keep me engaged long enough to like actually have a sweater. Yeah. I don't know if I'm ever going to wear this sweater. It's like Joseph's Technicolor Dream sweater, but it's been really fun to work on. I bet you On the right day. It might be like a chilling at home kind of sweater. (laughs) (laughs) Not going out and, I don't know, maybe I'll wear it. Throw it the pajamas. Maybe I'll wear it. And the slippers on the couch. You have to wear it I mean, I will wear it, but. To here, at least. I'm not one to really care a whole lot about (laughs) what people think about what I wear, so. So I'll probably you're gonna wear it all I'll the probably time. wear it. Yeah. It's made out of really nice yarn. It's going to feel good when you have it on. I have been making a list of all of the brands as I encounter them, if I can remember, remember what they are. So I have in here so far a bunch of Madeline Tosh, Anzula, Malabrigo, Knitted Wit, uh, Prism Yarns, some sort of mystery sock yarn I couldn't identify, um, <laughs> Northern Bee Studio, Wee Chickadee Woolery, and uh, my friend, um, her Instagram handle is Daughter of Halloween, but I think her Etsy shop oh, is great. Miss Monster Creations, something uh-huh. like that. Um, I have a mini skein set from her that I'm throwing in here and there. So, But all your colors play nicely together. I mean, I'm seeing, I mean, even though there's all different <laughs> shades, they're all still in the same, either bright or jewel tone family. I'm trying to, I kind of regret this orange stripe that I put like oh, right no, at the front. I love, I love it. Okay, good. <laughs> but I am like super drawn to orange this season. Yeah. So. Okay. This is my first venture in orange. So you have something orange you're working on. What are you making, Karen? But I want to come back though. So Karen yeah. is passing a note for something she's working on, which is, appears to be a swatch. Yes. In which she has asked our opinion of if we think it's too loose, which without more context, I cannot give you an answer. <laughs> it's going to be, it's, it's a, it's, well, let's just pull that up. It's a swatch for something crocheted. It's a, going to be a crocheted Mobius, but, uh, called Lambert that you can get off of Ravelry. It's, it was published by Quince and Company and by a really awesome designer, Kristen Tendike. And I just like a lot, I love a lot of her stuff. I like her aesthetic. Um, it calls for the biggest ginormous crochet hook I've ever seen. It's a night or some so, uh, 15 millimeter. So it's a P, a USP. Um, 
And if you look up P, uh, uh, you know, that size in crochet hooks, they don't all have the same millimeter. So oh. you do have to yeah. look to make sure you get the 15 millimeter. That's important. I've seen that. And it calls for a bulky yarn. And while the one that I'm using, which is Knit Picks Wonder Fluff, which is really fun, it's one of those um, yarns that's a tube that with fibers f uh, forced into it. And it, it calls it a bulky. It really comes off as like an Aran or... Um, it's very almost, fluffy. Yeah. It's very fluffy, but when you knit it up, it, it actually knits, if you knit regular stuff with it, it really is much more of a um, worsted. Mm -hmm. A heavy worsted, I guess more of an errand. It doesn't really come up bulky. They're calling it bulky, but I kind of think that might be a little bit of a misnomer. But, so, because what I'm doing is um, half double crochets through the back loop only, and it'll become a Mobius. So it's kind of a cool crochet Mobius, but it definitely does not have the thick texture. Mm -hmm. I may hold it double um, since I have plenty watching. of stash yarn. Mm -hmm. I said that yeah. would be worth watching. Yeah. And blocking. And blocking. Because mm -hmm. I really wonder how this yarn chain, if it, how did they get it to it be block, bulky, rather, if, um, like, maybe it's going to expand a lot when it's yeah, it might. blocked. What, what's the content? The content is, let's see, looking at the label. Well, pulling the label out. Oh, let's just look at this other label because it's not shoved in there. Still can't find it. Uh, it is 70% baby alpaca, 7% merino, 23% nylon, and I'm guessing that nylon is the tube, mm -hmm. the mesh tube that the fibers have been blown into. Um, I did swatch when I, I did a knitted swatch with this, and like I said, it, it in other comments I've heard from, if you look on Ravelry, people have worked with it, said it really comes out more of a worsted weight. And I can see that the thing I'm making does have a nice shape, but it's very lacy and open, mm -hmm. thus I want to try to double up my yarn. So it's um, a cow with a lot more body than you're getting from that swatch. Though. Yeah. Because it is it would drape beautifully at the gauge you have mm -hmm. it. But if that's not the goal. You can see this is much more dense. Yeah, that is that is big and good. Yeah. Yep. It's pretty. Pretty, but definitely not what I'm making. Mm -hmm. uh, but I have stash from when I swatched for a design that will someday happen. Um, if I if I decide to pursue more than my original swatch. Anyway, the other thing I'm making is a sweater called Lofaten. Lofaten. Um, let me pull that up. And I heard about this when I was watching the Grocery Girls podcast. I love those sisters from Canada. Uh, Lofaten by Emily Nugent. If I said that wrong, please forgive me. Of the it says by Emily Nugent of the Blue Mo Blue Mouse. That whole thing is what she calls herself, and um, and it's kind of cool. It's it's a it's a round yoke top down sweater that has its own little fades, and the yoke has these rounds of drop stitches encased by um, by pearl bands of pearl pearl rounds. And it's really pretty, and I'm starting with a color that is not characteristic of me. It's so good. I had someone tell me that they're very proud of me because I've graduated from gray <laughs> lots of gray and maybe this a little a less beautiful gray. orange I wanna this know is the who best said that because it wasn't me and but, i, but I you am totally so proud agree. of you <laughs> <laughs> that would be stephanie scott oh, i will heart. out there I because i totally agree with her remember last time we talked about the 
Poverland that that, oh. that she got me that is lady orange. I'm in court. So I'm having this one so at the pretty. neck. And so, I, oh, sorry, yes. I didn't wonder. Um, I was talking to Carol who dyes Haverland. She's the Haverland. one in charge. Yeah. Um, I don't remember what we were talking about, but I told her how you had bought us this yarn mm -hmm. and you had this great orange and she was like, oh, it's probably lady orange. I love mm -hmm. that color. And mm -hmm. it's named after, um, well, I started this, uh, story and I don't remember what it was. It's named <laughs> after, um, what is her username? Orange knits? Orange. Yeah. Oh, orange knits. Her. Yeah. Oh, um, of, of I the have... roller girl of the Rose City yep. Rollers? Yep. So it's named after her. Ah. Oh, I, I bought a couple of her patterns recently, just like last week. Because she had a I sale. So she is Lady Orange. She's Lady Orange. <laughs> it's so perfect. Yeah. Orange knits. Okay, I love this We're even big fans more. Of her. But okay, continue. So it's a beautiful fingering weight sweater, which is perfect for where we live. Because you know the coldest day we're ever gonna get is maybe like. Oh, 50 I think something. that was on my list for And I am going to blend it from orange. I'm going to go ahead and use my other Haverland, which is. Hawaiian punch, yeah. And it's got a cream base with greens and much more of that great goldfish orange that I love so much. Is, is something else special going in this sweater? Yes, yes. Our very own. I'm going to go from. Um, hold on, I got to back up. We. I've got a couple of different. I'm going <coughs> to break out all the oranges. Ooh, that's a good orange. Ooh, I like that one too. <laughs> this is going to be a very sunshiny sweater. Hedgehog fiber is that one? It's hedgehog fiber and it's orange that I forgot I completely had called rusty nail. God, it's gorgeous. And so while the Haverland lady orange is much more yellow and bright and lighter mm -hmm. shades, this rusty nail is true to its form. It's a very deep Kind of pumpkin -y. Rich. Yeah, mm -hmm. a very deep red-orange pumpkin. That's a great color. So um, I'm going to, but where I'm going to put it, I don't know. I don't know if I want it to, it to be at the bottom of my sweater and blend to, what do you think? Is it too much to blend one speckle into another speckle? No, I think I, that is what gives very successful blends. Yeah, that's, a good, a, that's a good fade. Okay. Yeah. So what's that other one? We know what this other one is. It's our very <laughs> own color, Sunshine and Sea Foam, that we spent a wonderful evening dyeing, and I'm now addicted, and I want to dye all the yarn. I, I want, want to dye all the yarn. I just want to buy bags and bags and just dye yarn. We dyed a custom say, colorway for our Kickstarter reward, and we mm -hmm. each have a sweater's worth of it to play with. So Karen is the first one I think that has touched hers. Yeah. Well, I swatched mine, but I swatched. Yeah, I haven't actually. I, I start. I sw started to swatch it. I just look, ha love petting it in the cake. Mm -hmm. You know, but it we also did a good needs job. A, yeah, we did. Blue. It's so pretty, guys. I also made my own blue that I'm gonna probably put in there oh, somewhere. Yeah. So I like way? that. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so I'm going my own little fade, starting with orange. Okay, so my blue is all different shades of blue, and then the day after I did that, I was actually feeling very sad. So I called it personal blues number one. Oh, that's perfect. You know, they're all the different shades of, you know, sometimes it's a lighter blue, so maybe I'm only feeling a little emotional. And then there's the deeper blue where I feel like, yeah, I'm just wanting to scream at somebody. <laughs> um, and so, yeah, I've got my personal blues number one. Uh, it's more, much more variegated. And then I'll finish with my rusty nail. But cool. it doesn't even, I don't think it needs five colors. But I just like them all together. <laughs> they are so. Good why together. not? That would be a fun sweater. Um, mm -hmm. 
And that's one that I will ha- have plenty of to save some for the sleeves. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, your sleeve should oh, probably sleeves. match. Yeah, but, probably. I mean, this is the but this is the first personal just for fun kind of thing I've done for a while because isn't that nice? That's what this sweater is. Yeah. I was like, I don't want to finish the things I should be finishing. I'm gonna cast out something else. <laughs> so. Well, I, I I did do something super fun. I actually quilted a beautiful, beautiful quilt. Gorgeous. That, um and I put pictures of it up on Craftsy as a project. Oh, connected cool. to a, the uh, pattern by Angela Walters called it hers is called the Braided Star. And my little project is called A Braid for Yesenia, who is my son's girlfriend, and so I made it for her, and she was just Did so she excited. Like she loved it. Aww. She started to cry, Aww. and she was not so happy sweet. that he was filming her. She's like, stop it, stop it. And my son was a trickster. He, he, wrapped, he, he did wrap the present, but he didn't quite have enough paper for the box. So he mixed. So he rated what I had, of course, because he didn't go out and buy his own like I told him no, to. No. But what he did was fine. He wrapped the bottom because he had enough for the bottom, and then he wrapped the other in such a way that it looked like it had a lid. Mm-hmm. And he kept trying to goad her. Hey, lift the lid! Lift the lid! While well, he's filming her, come on! Don't you want to lift the lid and see what's under there? Just so she can go. Oh, that's not a lid. <laughs> it's just paper. But she thought the paper was pretty. And she was unwrapping it, and, and to myself, I was like, just tear it. Just tear it. I want to see it. Open it, open it. <laughs> just open it. <laughs> yes, she oh, loved it. Good girl. So, um, and did a lot of free motion quilting, of which I just love. I love doing that. It's fun. It's kind of like doodling with thread. That's why I'm just I, stressed out the whole time. I free motion quilt, so that's why <laughs> I don't do it very often. So, so we start with I'm like, oh, God, oh, God, oh, God, oh, God, oh, God. So this is why you start with a smaller project. And this is why I used, to help myself to be consistent, I used a friction pen to draw out my mm. what I wanted to do. So Smart. Because I would be really stressed going, oh, I don't remember what I did in that other space that's like this space. So I used a friction pen, and I drew my doodle out. And then with an iron, I made it disappear. <laughs> now, I'm, someone said that because it, just because it goes away with heat doesn't mean that it won't come back with cold. But she would have to be... Put it in the freezer. <laughs> she would well, she'd have to be out in the snow with this quilt, trying to keep herself warm, maybe stranded. And then I'm not going to worry about it if the lines come back. <laughs> you you just, got bigger problems. You were yeah. saving her life in this scenario. <laughs> That's right. So hey, either okay. way, it's a win-win for me. <laughs> cool. I suppose you could take an ice cube to it and see if that did anything. Mm. You don't. You don't want to know. <laughs> well, so many fun things to work on. Today we wanted to talk about, we figured it was the right month, since this will be our October episode, to stop, uh, to talk about gift knitting or gift making in general. It's we figured if early. we Well, if we, <laughs> you save it for November, then you're late. not going to get to it until December <laughs> yeah. and then the holidays yeah. are over. So uh, we just kind of wanted to talk a little bit about our relationship with gift making and our philosophies <laughs> on the subject. So... Well, it turns out literal, we laugh. Yeah, it turns out that Karen and I are fighting for the title of the most selfish knitter. Does that feel well, right? Is I'm going to want to call it to benefit myself better. Okay, how do you want to put it? You can be selfish. I will be the 
more um, discerning. Discerning <laughs> knitter. Which oh, the case, discerning knitter. I like it. Yeah. Knitter. And I discern that I don't knit for anyone but myself. <laughs> Often, often. You may be the most discerning knitter. <laughs> well, I will give my knits away, but I don't. It's it's different. Giving something that you knit away is not the same as planning a knit specifically for someone. Right. That's a really fair way to um, describe. Because like, um, there's one of our knitters. She does. She isn't concerned with swatching mm-hmm. and she understands what the consequences of not swatching for a sweater are so she had once said that it would be a cinderella sweater mm-hmm. she would find the person that it fit after it was done um, and i think that's kind of a neat thing that she just wants the experience of making the thing right and she's completely free of attachment to the finished object to be willing to give it to whomever it fits but there's a very different heart and mindset than saying, I care so much about this. Well, like you did a wonder, an amazing gift knit for this bride. Yep. That was a very intentional thing. And you yep. thought about her as you were putting those stitches in. Yep. That's very different than me randomly saying, hey, I made a bunch of stitches. And then, you know, and I think it takes a very special heart. So you see, now you are a gift oh. knitter. So you, you're not a self... You, you know, I do knit for people. Yes, You knit I for do people. You're not quite... Give the, to knit. So you're less discerning than me. I That's am. What call it, say. I am. I love this description <laughs> of it being the discerning knitter. I am less discerning. But, I mean, you have to follow a really... Like, there's a strict um, qualification process, in mm-hmm. my mind, to, to qualify to, uh, yeah. as someone who would potentially be offered a gift. That's what I always tell people, is you have to, like, especially... When I'm teaching beginners, it's like mm-hmm. you're going to tell people you learned to knit. They're going to say, I want you to make me a whatever. And you have to learn the people in your life that you do make presents for mm-hmm. and the people you don't make presents yes. for. Yep. Some people get a gift card at Christmas. Some mm-hmm. people get a knitted item mm-hmm. because I know specifically who appreciates it and who doesn't. Yes. So I do make gifts, but only for specific people. Yeah. And yes. I found a common thread that... It just like all rules that they they're broken so don't you know paint everyone with the same brush but I found that other people who also make things mm-hmm. are usually the first Definitely. on the list who are going to be appreciative of the thing that you make them I do have an exception in my world it's my my sister-in-law and her family they they don't really do any handiwork things but she, her husband, her her daughters are all so delightfully excited when I make them things. Yeah. Um, and they are really lovely about saying thank you. And the best thank you you can give me is to get caught using it when yep. you don't expect me. That is oh, the, that's the best. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, or that's the best. Like, if you never say thank you when I give you something... But you know that I like if I catch you using it, then yep. you're like forever and ever on the list. Yep. But especially when you they didn't know ahead of time. Hey, get that pink bunny outfit out. Yeah, you know. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's why I say get caught in the wild. Yeah. yeah. Um. I. You know. I don't. I I I just don't offer things to people if they don't first meet those criteria. Right. Like, I know you know. That's Appreciate kind of a learning process yeah. because, like you said, as newbies, we want it. We're so excited. We don't want to share it I'm with everybody. I'm going to make a pair of socks for everybody mm-hmm. for Christmas. And then next year, you're like, uh, yeah. 
so and so's not getting a pair of socks. Yeah. <laughs> oh yes. But I also found you're telling my story. <laughs> but I also found that certain things well, sometimes it's sometimes it's the, the receiver, but sometimes it was the gift. <laughs> yeah, I think you be. talked about your sock problem. But I didn't tell you one. but I didn't tell you that some of those socks had faux fur cuffs. <laughs> <laughs> In a decade, you have never told me that part of the story. <laughs> they were for the teenagers who oh, were absolutely awesome. mortified. And oh, never, I thought I, I want socks with faux fur cuffs on them now. Oh my god, they were like I can't wait to show you guys this faux fur yarn I got. I never buy novelty yarn. Yeah, but I got plans for this stuff, and it's fantastic. Maybe it goes on the cup of a sock. Which no, I have I, other plans, but this is very tempting now, Karen. Really funny. <laughs> because it would be like a little ball of fluff at the top of your ankle. Yeah. yeah. Except so if I dropped a stitch, I couldn't really see because nope. I was a newbie. Nope. Yeah. But, it, but then it was so furry, it didn't really go very far. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It is um, true, though, that people who make things in whatever form definitely appreciate it more, mm-hmm. I think. Yeah. They don't have to be knitters could... or crafters, but they are makers and creators. Yeah. And they have that same kindred spirit. Mm-hmm. You can make me, like, I've, I've had people say before, like, oh, you're such a good knitter. I could never make you, like, a gift or something like that. Yes. Like, you can make me, me the ugliest pair of slippers or whatever, and I would be so excited that somebody made something for me. Yes. That yeah. I would just be, like, my mom knit me a pair of socks once, and I was like, it's so much work to knit socks. Thank you, Mom. I appreciate yes. it so much. So... I definitely get that because yes. I'm like, oh, you took time to yes. make me something. Yes. My friend Gladys made us a quilt once. Wow. Um, when the new when the new now. Star Wars movies came out, the very first one, we uh-huh. went to go see the midnight showing, and she brought us a quilt that she made with all these like random Star Wars fabrics. And I was like, yes. for no reason other than she likes me. Oh. And I was so excited. Just well, so you can have it at the when you're yep. waiting for the movie. How awesome! Is there that? is um, a SpongeBob episode where SpongeBob's mom, grandma, comes to <laughs> visit him, and she brings him a sweater mm-hmm. with love in every stitch. Yep. <laughs> like that's the truth. Yep. There's that love in every stitch. So um, how do you plan that love? Because there's the there's the throughout the year gifting. But then there's a whole other category for holiday gifting yep. Yeah. Yep. and how to plan to that. Point. And I got to tell you, part of the reason I haven't done that is because in my brain, like here we are at the end of September and to me, summer's barely ended. Mm-hmm. And, you know, next week, is October, you know it. O- o- next week is October. I'm like, I should probably get started thinking about that. But yeah. really, it needed to be planned before that because I know me. Yep. And especially for <laughs> us, because of the way we schedule our classes and stuff everything happens at the end of like december like mm-hmm. for the new schedule that'll yeah. come out in january yep. so i know the last couple of weeks in december i'm going to be rushing to finish samples and yeah. stuff and, not and i never think about that before i'm i'm terrible at planning things so yeah. i'm looking for tips as well but truly that needed to start start now start in yeah. october yes because it does take time yeah and you will feel more comfortable about the gift that you are giving when you don't feel the pressure of getting this done. And just rushed. because you are a maker and maybe you are a quilter or a knitter or a crocheter, that doesn't mean that you're obligated to make your no. your no. holiday gift. And you that's something that I've learned. It's like by the end of the year, unless somebody specifically says, I'd really love to have a hat or whatever. I'm not going to worry about it because I already have enough things going on. So if I haven't planned ahead, I have learned to not stress myself out and do that Mm -hmm. because there have been years where I'm like, uh, I'm knitting three pairs of socks before Christmas and (laughs) that was a stressful time for me. (laughs) So 
Just because you can make things doesn't mean you have to make things. But no. And that is the truth of being a maker. Mm -hmm. Sometimes, and I felt this guilt when someone asked me to do something within my skill set that I don't want to make the time to do. Yeah. And I tell, even if they're going to pay me for it. Yeah. And I tell them no. And then you look at them and you realize they don't have anybody to fulfill this task they need done. Mm -hmm. But I still don't want to do it. And so I'm conflicted with this lack of desire. Right. (laughs) Versus this obligation to use my skills towards this person who asked me to engage them. And if I don't want to do something, I don't care how much money you're offering me. Yeah. I just um, don't want to do it. I won't. And I <laughs> I might say yes at a guilt, but then you're never going to get it back from me. <laughs> I will uh, say, though, while I am not one, be, I avoid the stress by n- just not doing it. Mm-hmm. I'm still kind of secretly in awe of the, in, in admire, I admire those people that they have, and I, I watch them, they, they take great joy in planning those mm-hmm. gifts mm-hmm. and they start back in June. Yeah. Or in January. Or in January. But see, I can never be the January person. Because it's too far out. It's just... And it feels wrong. Yeah. To give somebody something that's like 12 months old in your your brain, it doesn't feel as special. Not to me. Yeah. Um, But but (coughs) maybe not to us, but to the people who are habitual gift planners... Mm -hmm. For them, it's all about... Oh, it's as special as if they bought it December Because it's part of the process. And... Because they started early, they have the whole year to make all kinds of gifts. Yeah. And if so, and because they they can start their bigger projects earlier in the year, then they can leave their smaller projects for closer to the holiday. Mm-hmm. Will I ever be that person? No. <laughs> but I will always be. <laughs> I an do appreci- admire it. But though. I will be an appreciation. And if you're one of those people, make me something I like. I can tell you my you size. You can make like, it in February and give it to me. Yeah. I won't care. I will not <laughs> no. care. I will love it. Yeah. yeah. I think the key is just knowing who who to make yes. for. And that I way, think that's the key yes. in, yep. in your organizing. So, Don't make one thing for everybody. Yes. Not everybody gets slippers. Step one, discern. Yeah. So just as Karen said, be a discerning knitter or maker, right. whatever your gift is. Um, step one, we can agree on that. Yes. Then step two is, I think, make a list. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, be a planner. Well, to, to I mean, whatever that, to, scale that is for even you. If it's a ru- even if it's just a rough outline. Yeah. Like, I'm I always saying. make a list of the people. Mm-hmm. but And so planning might look different to different people. Well, my planning is more of a guideline. I don't like, I like, it's like a rough outline of the, if I write it down, it helps me to remember and kind of mm-hmm. figure things out. Yeah. It's not a hard, fast rule for me. It's just, if I don't start by writing something down, yes, I love it a helps list. me process. Mm-hmm. So make a list. Make a list. Make a list. And, and that list might be different things. Like for me, it's, I'm going to write all the names down of people giving, who I'm going to make for. Mm-hmm. Um, for Karen, it might be look like something different like really what's my gift gonna look like i don't know <laughs> your gift <laughs> nice trick <laughs> well you set me up for that well, and so so i'm sure you guys can assume that karen and katie and our dearest friend lois those three ladies always make it on my yes list. they're the three gifts i look forward to giving the most in the year and I look forward to receiving their gifts very much because they're always perfect. They are always perfect. Um, sometimes we I, make I, for each other. Sometimes planning. we give each other. Yeah, yeah. It's it's. I'm kind of glad too. my family doesn't listen that often because I actually plan your gifts before I plan. Sometimes. <laughs> That's funny. Uh, my list. Sometimes. My list is always like I start with the list of the people, and I'm like, these yes. are all the people I am responsible for giving a mm-hmm. gift to, and then I go through the list and figure out. 
who's getting a gift that I'm going to buy at the store and who's uh-huh. going to gift get a gift that I'm going to make. And Very nice. some people, I mean, they might be appreciative, but they're just as happy with a gift card somewhere, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. You just have to learn. So, because yeah. it, honestly, it's nice that someone thought of you. Yeah. Someone went out of the way, whether that was driving to a store, whether it's making something or driving or even putting an order online, they still took the time to find and search and hunt for something for you. Yep. And that's, there's there's something to be said for Well, that time and energy of, because you can express to someone in a gift, you can express not giving them the time. Because, like, if you don't consider really what someone would want or mm-hmm. like, and you just give them a thing to, to check them off the list, yeah. like, that's very offensive to me. I'd rather not get a gift from the person who shops that way. There is someone in my life that way, and I wish that they could understand that I'd rather not get a present from them. Like, it's more offensive the thoughtless thing they give me than hmm. the thoughtful thing. Mm. And I think that's what amplifies the value to me of a handmade gift. Yeah. Um, yeah. You can't really thoughtless in that. It, it just exudes thoughtfulness. <laughs> it's like everything about it is thoughtful. I thought about you for hours while so I was making many. this thing. And so I just, I place such a, a high value on that, which I think is clear from our conversation that in the yep. hierarchy of gifts that we view the handmade thing as the best gift. Yep. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, so your list is the list of people and then you filter who yep. gets made for. Um, and then being, I think the third thing is be realistic about the time you have. Yes. Yep. Uh, which is why we're talking about this now. Again, we cannot <laughs> like stress that enough. <laughs> so that you do not have the stress half the week before Thanksgiving that, oh, I forgot to make this thing. The, yep. Before think, Thanksgiving, so a lot of people think in Thanksgiving they haven't even started thinking about their gifts. Period, whether they're making or shopping. Um, just please don't be the person on December twenty second that's like, I don't have any presents. I'm gonna knit a scarf. Yeah. <laughs> please don't. You. I mean, you can be that person, and then you can learn the hard lessons we've learned about. <laughs> time have a did, I, did either of you get asked to do something two weeks before Christmas for someone else? Well, let's let's tell our best before Christmas requests. I think you have something. I don't. I just oh. think I thought you did. Oh, I do. It's people, not two weeks, no. though. <laughs> well, okay. No, I take it back. Someone at the store did want me to knit. I forget when it was. It was many years. It only ever happened once. And when I stopped laughing inside, <laughs> I was inside. able to, <laughs> maybe just slightly outside, <laughs> I was able to answer so. them. They truly wanted me to knit a sweater. Mm-hmm. Now, it was chunky yarn, but not nearly chunky enough to get it done in two weeks <laughs> before Christmas. Uh, you know, it's like, ah, uh, no. Okay. I'm sorry, but that, I no. <laughs> There's yours. Okay. So two weeks before Christmas, someone tried to commission you to knit a sweater. Yeah. Okay. Katie, um, you got any? pre-Christmas. Pre I can't sanities. think of anything specifically. I learned... We definitely got their request. Oh, yeah. I learned in December, early on. everything was a no. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, no. I learned early on to say no to people. Mm-hmm. When I first started working in Anacapa, I was 20 years old, and I was trying to be nice to everybody and be like, yeah. oh, I'll do that. And, you know, you, you learn as an adult that it's okay to say no to things. Yep. So I learned early on I'm that sorry it's for like those things that are people that I said to you saying, "Ask Katie." Well, <laughs> then I learned Katie seems willing. I think you, I don't want to do this, but maybe Katie will. <laughs> so 
send it to the new girl. Okay, you got no. a lot of that. Well, you seemed willing. <laughs> well, I was there until I just started telling people, come find me in January. Yes. That's my new thing I tell people is if it's anywhere near... I've told somebody that recently, too. I'm like, I don't have time until the end of the year because I legitimately don't have time. I just don't. So, yeah, I think no, I just tell people. Acknowledge the reality of the time that's ahead of you. Yep. Like, um, I... I'm a pretty fast knitter, as all three of us are, and I have done some really swift feats of mm-hmm. creating things in, in insanely short periods of time. Um, so I think the story Karen's thinking of is an even more shockingly short period of time before Christmas. On December 23rd, I <laughs> happened to be dropping something off at the store, and Lois said, this crazy person came in... <laughs> Sorry if I'm misquoting you, Lois. This person came in, and he was hoping that you could knit a... um, Actually, no. She didn't even have a note for me. I was dropping something off at the store, and he came in. Because now I'm remembering him at the counter, and her and I looking at each other like, is this This real? This man is crazy. Is this real? He wanted to know if I could knit, if someone could be commissioned to knit two stockings. Mm Mm-hmm. For Christmas Eve. <laughs> so that's the next in day? In a day. In a day. It might have been the 22nd. It was 22nd or 23rd. Whatever. Okay. It's yeah. sure. one in a day. <laughs> 48 hours is not enough hours. Christmas that December, I had figured out a pattern that I could knit in about 15 hours or something like that. Because I had sleep, given myself sleep not... Is for suckers. Yeah. I had given myself <laughs> not enough time to finish a commission that had been commissioned a long time before. And I had to knit for almost 72 hours straight to get it done. <laughs> and I was like, well, yeah, I could do that. But I'm going to charge you this pretty penny for it. Yeah. And um, I didn't say yes, actually, until I found out that it was for one of our knitters. Oh. And oh. she was like... And there was a new grandbaby and maybe it was the first grandson. There's something special about this grandbaby because it wasn't the first grandbaby. But I really like this lady and she's such a nice lady um, that I looked at her crazy son-in-law and I said yes. Wow. And he bought the yarn and right then. made two? I made two and I delivered them I on Christmas I remember Eve. that. <laughs> yeah. But then again, it was because the receiver was someone special. Someone worthy. Yeah. yeah. Someone and, worthy. I, and I knew that she would appreciate what I was doing. But if some stranger, if he had been a complete stranger, I would have laughed in his face and sent him on his way and said, yeah. you can go to like Target and hopefully you can find one. a decent stocking. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and get some glue on letters that say <laughs> baby and Grammy. <laughs> I just realized that while we were talking, I was thinking last year was the first year I hadn't made a Christmas stocking for anybody in a while. Cause I was making them for like my new nephews and nieces. And then mm-hmm. I made one for my sister and I have to make one this year. I just realized because yeah, you have a new I have a new nephew. <laughs> so well, this is that's another thing topic. to think about. Well, I'll have topic. to make Elliot a stocking. In the last oh, maybe cute. 13 years, I have made Christmas stockings mm-hmm. on some commission and never, ever made personalized stockings for my family. Weren't you going to do that last year? Well, <laughs> great question. So I had decided that last year oh, that would be dang. my gift. We have um, a new tradition in our family of um, Christmas Eve, the five of us who live in my household exchange handmade gifts, and they absolutely have to be 100% handmade. The little kids, I start helping them plan and see if there's something they need to learn or craft supplies they need, um, and it's been so delightful. But the fi- the Thomas fire struck and early December and I had my yarn and I was started and the whole experience of the Thomas fire among all the things that that experience held is that I was had no energy for creating 
And yep. so I finished one of the five, because I eventually need to make the total of five stockings. So I finished one of the four that needed to be gifted. And I just couldn't, because there's this like slow going when I have a time pressure where it's like, I just work inch along and start and dip my toe in the water. And then as time gets going, I amp up my speed and then yep. I have the big finish of the insane number of things I finish in, in one time. And there was no ability to get any adrenaline. All the adrenaline was used. Last year was a weird year for everything. <laughs> yeah. So so I shelved that project, and that will be my gift for this year's mm. December 24th. Hey, that means you're early. So I'm one ahead. I've got <laughs> one done. And so I need, but still, though, I mean, it took longer than I expected it to take these stockings. It was not a knit three and 72 hour kind of thing yeah <laughs> also i don't do all night knitting sessions anymore i have officially become too old to do something which is stay up all night ever again yeah. i have never done that in my life i have done it many times <laughs> i came close on the trip because i only had like an hour and 39 minutes of sleep from when i was dancing at the wedding to when we needed to be up to pack and get i didn't realize once when we were traveling i had been awake for 24 hours before, but i got to age 50 before i had to stop well Doing all my, I've it, never well, been able to do that. <laughs> you rock. Well, I still do. Too old. <laughs> you know why? Because I find out that I still fall asleep with the stuff in my hands. Yes. Or because I can knit without looking, mm -hmm. I start Sometimes closing close. my eyes, mm -hmm. yep. and then I wake up. It. I wake up having supposedly done stock knit to find a whole row of pearls. <laughs> I'm like, how did that get there? <laughs> So that is impressive that you pearl, you sleep pearl. You sleep Because I think I, I guess that's, I guess I you definitely go to your default, pearl, yeah. which would be the knit stitch. Yeah. Well, is my default, I guess. Oh, that's funny. That's interesting. But it's having that weird brain that looks at things differently, I think that's why. So I have, um, you know, stockings to make, three, mm -hmm. three more stockings that would be gifted and one for myself and I don't know that I'm doing any other gift knitting this year I bought some really yummy hot pink baby alpaca at Ooh. one of the yarn shops um, and I started something that was in the, the lace cent center of love on the edge because it's a very fun lace pattern it's mm -hmm. a four stitch repeat and it's a center double decrease yarn over knit one yarn over um, and they stagger and interlock so it's really pretty when it's blocked so I'm thinking about making that for my mom as a Christmas present. I was going to give it to her as a souvenir gift. Like, look, I needed mm -hmm. this thing out of my souvenir yarn for you. But I have to block it and stuff. And that begins... We're close enough to make that a Christmas present. Exactly. So, and it's still a souvenir yarn. I did have things started for my sister and my sister-in-law, who are also... My sister has fluctuated from being a gracious recipient and an ungracious recipient. <laughs> She's currently a gracious recipient, so she makes the list. Um, but I think that's it. I think I'm only making you, the stockings and maybe a scarf and hat for my mom. When you travel, yeah, do you shop for yarn with ideas that perhaps you can justify no. that purchase as, hey, I'll make it a gift? Mm -mm. Uh, no. No. It's just a real vacation yarn is free. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> what? <laughs> in that it doesn't count against your stash. And, it's a souvenir. Yeah. And um, I buy it with like the liberal joy of I want that thing, I'm buying it. Yeah. Now I do have, I think I'm like coming around to getting charged about designing again. So I Ooh, have I like two design ideas from the yarn I bought. Four design ideas 
<laughs> but that's what's so, fun is when something you see else outside of your norm, you're already in a more adventurous spirit when mm-hmm. you're away from home mm-hmm. sometimes, and it inspires you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And two, two of the yarns are going to be hats for Kevin. So it was fun to like let since we weren't finding any fabric, and he prefers me to sew for him. Um, but I'll just make those whenever I feel like it and give them to him. They won't be Christmas presents. Yeah. Um, Do you get to pick out the color? Or yeah, he picked the, the yarn. Process? Mm-hmm. That's fine. So he was being a very good sport. I don't have any plans for... Well, no, that's a lie. I just... As I was speaking that, I I know that's <laughs> a lie. I do have plans to do gift knitting because I'm going to make... I don't think either of my siblings are going to listen to this podcast. Okay, so, so you feel I want safe. to make um, Weasley sweaters for the nephews oh, and nieces. I can't wait to see this. I, so I made the first one. I borrowed Anne's knitting machine so I can make the body pieces. And I decided the first one I was going to make was the smallest one. So for my nephew, Owen... Um, and James and I went back and forth about what color we were going to make it. And I was like, I think Finnegan should be blue and Owen should be green. I don't know why. So I started with the green one. And Weasley sweaters have a big gold letter on the front of them. So I made the green sweater. I stitched a big gold O onto it. And then I showed James a picture of it. And he goes, that's great, but it looks like an Oregon duck sweater. <laughs> and it absolutely does. <laughs> and I'm like, you know, I should have made it the blue one. <laughs> And have a gold O on a blue sweater. I know I put it on the green one, so I think maybe if they stand next to each other, people will get it. But right now, it looks like he's a little baby sports maybe fan. Maybe he'll grow into being maybe. an Oregon Ducks fan. Sure. That's not Is a bad in thing. Your family, Oregon Ducks. <laughs> no, fan? <laughs> my, my family's not a sports family, yeah. so I don't know. But I do have plans to make uh, Weasley sweaters for at that least three of them. Gonna be so cute. Yeah. When is my boy lollipop going to be? Oh, it's out. Oh, is it? I looked yeah. for it yesterday. I couldn't she find it. She just published it, I think. Ooh. Maybe she just did today. So that's a gift you're going to give yourself? <laughs> <laughs> well, if, if we're talking in those terms, then I am very generous with myself all year long. Oh, yeah. I give myself <laughs> so many presents. All the presents are for me. Um, Do you have any plans for gift making this year, Karen? No. <laughs> you did, you did right, good. Then. You did good last Christmas. Well, yeah. And, and and because of that, I, I one of these days I'm going to quilt something for myself because I haven't translated into self quilting. <laughs> I like to learn something. So where I where I was as a newer knitter, where I knit something and gave it away, that's kind of where I'm at with the quilting. I'm still newer at quilting, so I'm like, this is pretty. Here you have it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Don't you want it, my pretty thing? <laughs> I'm gonna and get that backing do... fabric so that you what can is it quilt called then? It's me. not called my boy lollipop. It is. I'll, how about I look for her as a designer while you talk about what you yeah. made for Christmas last year? Oh, last year? Didn't I talk about that last time? About all the quilts? Oh, I guess oh, you mentioned yeah. it. Yeah, Just yeah. a refresher. Oh, well, we husband was out of work, so right when we would be planning for um, Christmas presents, and so I went into my fabric stash that I've been accumulating for more than a year, because, you know, stash, is, stash does not just... There's all kinds of fiber stash, not just yarn, but there's fabric stash too. And I made quilts, five quilts. And I started probably right about now in September, between September and Christmas, I got five, not just the tops done, but I actually got the quilting done too. And I just have a a lot of work. (laughs) I just have a regular domestic sewing machine. It's not even a domestic quilting sewing machine. It's just a plain old sewing machine that's 18 years old. It has just... No bells and whistles. I did not have an extended extended 
extension table that helps your space. Instead, I have stacks and stacks of um, encyclopedias that, that, that formed an extra table around my table. <laughs> and I worked until like 2.33 in the morning, you know, slept till about 7 and then was up working again. You know, my family's like, don't you want to take a shower or something <laughs> or maybe eat some food? No, I'm going to get these done. And I was nervous the first couple. No, the first couple ones were fun, but you know maybe my quilting wasn't as good. The one I'm, by the time I got to number five, boy, I had that, I had that the the free motion quilting thing down. Yeah. <laughs> and um, thank you so much, Angela Walters of Quilting Is My Therapy, because I learned I learned not to be afraid of it. Between that and Missouri Star Quilt Company having such beautiful pre cuts, they made quilting user you know more fun and friendly that was um fun to do anyway cool so i think she's gonna release it soon did um direct messages oh there we go I hate it when they change things on instagram um <laughs> she said something about when it's coming out on this list you guys are i was sitting here intently watching Katie and trying to match my speed with hers before my hands slow down. And I was so you have to match No, my no, speed. I just wondered if I could. And I was so focused. I'm not even knitting as fast as I could. No, I know. <laughs> I, I see you slowing down. I'm like, dang, I got a rhythm, but then she slowed down. <laughs> but then I was so intent on watching and keeping up with you that I did a whole round wrong. So now I'm ripping. Oh, <laughs> and knitting is important too. It's a um, good skill. It says end of September. End of September. So well, sometimes well, we got a couple more days. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so uh, so in synopsis, we say be discerning. We say make a list, and we say watch be, your time wisely. Yeah, yeah. Be watch your time conscientious about your time okay. yep. and realistic about your time. Yes, uh, definitely. but I think I think rule one is the most important. Rule. Yeah, be mm -hmm. picky about who you make for. Definitely. Because that, that will I determine just, everything else. I just hate the heartbreak of someone coming back and they've spent months on something and the day comes when it's time to give it. How they love it. Oh, they didn't say anything about it. Or yeah. just <gasps> breaks thank you. And then, the worst. Yeah, and then tucked it away. I mean, um, I have a special ritual for brides that I love, which is why I made my dear friend Melanie a shawl. But People don't even know how quickly they didn't make that list. <laughs> like, I won't go too much into it, but it's easy to fall off of my list if you give me the wrong response, <laughs> which is very fickle, but that fickleness protects me from wasting my time yeah. on people who are not yeah. deserving. Um, so I hope that, that you listeners that can... That doesn't mean they're not deserving people. It just means just that they, they're they deserve a the different card. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean... Meet people where they are. Yes. So that is how I do that. I think it's time for our question. Yeah. Katie has a question for so us. So I have a question. It's a surprise. Well, I just thought I would ask you the question without telling you ahead of time because I'm just curious about your, uh, about your initial Okay. We answers. haven't predetermined our answer to no. this. It's totally so, off the cuff. 
I have a customer who was in your sweater class. Okay. And she... There's only four people this could be. Yep. So she <laughs> made this beautiful sweater and she found the perfect buttons to match. Okay. And she they're like the perfect buttons. She sewed them on and they're too heavy for the button band. Oh. And so she came to me and was like, what can I do to make this work? So I came up with a couple solutions for her okay. to make the buttons work. I was curious what you would tell somebody. Okay. My first solution... You know, if it's a person I'm thinking of, she's totally capable of doing this. Yep. Is to get grain ribbon and um, line the line the interior of the button band with grain ribbon. And what does that do for them? Um, it's going to add weight mm -hmm. and stability. So I'm imagining, because I think they're like a beautiful silver metal button. I think so, yes. And they have a shank. Yep. So they are heavy metal button. And this was a very lightweight fabric. Mm -hmm. It's the um, Comfort Zone cardigan. And it's, um, she ended up working in more of a DK yarn. So mm -hmm. I could I can just imagine these gorgeous buttons. Just kind of flopping. Dripping yeah. off of the. So I would say grow grain ribbon, re-sew, you know, take the buttons off. Mm -hmm. And then when you're sewing the button down to get in, you know, yep. sew it into the grow grain. That was one of the things that I came up with for them. Um, and it's such a beautiful finish. Who's right. that girl who does color work? Kate Davies? Mm -hmm. Is that right? That's oh, she has, the, like, stuff. the crazy collection of grow grain ribbons, and, like, she takes them off gifts, and she's always collecting them. And every now and then, <laughs> she de-stashes and sells it on her oh website. Oh, my gosh. And I got some of them. Well, oh, I would get... watch for that. <laughs> uh, how did I find it? I guess I found that on Twitter because it was, this was pre-Instagram days. But I bet you she does it on Instagram. But, um, and she has some beautiful, I've got some with little seagulls. You only get like a meter at a time. Mm -hmm. That's enough. You know, that way, you, that's plenty. Would you line the whole entire neckline? Well, so that's neckline? what I want to say. In this cardigan, uh -huh. it starts at the bottom corner and goes all the way around the neckline to this the other the bottom corner. This is the button band. Mm -hmm. um, and so I think you would have to. The buttonholes are already in place, mm -hmm. so you would have to do some like hand sewing finishing to open the buttonholes into the grow grain. Um, or you could sew over them and do snaps, but mm -hmm. which would that add more stability still or more weight behind? It depends snap. on the snaps. You yeah. can get snaps. They're uh, snapsource.com is a US. <laughs> they no I know idea. these things. I know. They You're have, okay, you good can at get closures. snaps that were that are like more donut size, mm -hmm. so that where you can get some of your. So they're not so solid. As, you get some that look like buttons on the outside. Mm -hmm. They have a pearliness to it. Um, are those the ones you'd like put into the fabric? Like you can put it into the fabric, but I would still put a ribbon to mm -hmm. support it because. It'll knitted fabric does fabric. not have enough stability to, for the snaps to even, but you can get lighter weight snaps. So you can also get decorative snaps. There's a lot of different kinds. You don't have to necessarily get heavy metal snaps, which would add almost as much weight as your button. Another thing you can do with buttons, but I'm not, it's a couture technique where you put a button behind. That was another mm -hmm. thing that I But I'm not I sure if that option. works with shank buttons so well. Yeah, that would work well with a, it's like a, a regular flat, flat button. button and then you put button. like a tiny little, they make like little clear buttons you can put on the back mm -hmm. side as like an anchor. I don't know how that would, so when she asked me this question, I sent her away with like four options of what mm -hmm. she could do. Okay. That was one of them. My mo my instinct is the grow grain ribbon mm -hmm. and re-sew the buttons and open yeah. the buttonholes in the grow grain in this scenario. Her Maybe initial that. idea was because it was a shank button, uh -huh. she was going to 
bury the shank farther down into the knitted fabric. Yes. And then stitch it down close so that the shank stayed on the inside rather yes. than sitting on top. Yeah. She had sewn it on with like a needle and thread just like in a couple of the strands of the yarn on top. So they were really sitting just like right on the oh, surface. No. I would initially have buried yeah, it. Yeah. So better. she buried her. I think she, I talked to her the other day and she came back and I think that was what she said she had done was okay. bury the shank deeper in and then sew it on. Okay. But this is a great question. So, yeah. so you were thinking grow grain ribbon. She you were thinking backed button. Yep. I also gave her the option of, because I know this is a like a garment sewing technique if you're working with knitted fabric, to put like interfacing or something under a button. Mm -hmm. So I told her you could do like a piece of the grow grain ribbon or some sort of fabric mm -hmm. just under the button itself and not along the full length of the button band because she was concerned if that would make it not stretchy anymore. I've had I like mixed that. Result. I've, had mixed, I've done that. Okay. I have mixed results with it. Depends on how well you sew it and if you yeah. don't make the square too big right you want it to be big enough to support the button but not necessarily the size of the button because it does change the texture yeah from the outside a little bit you get a little less stretchiness but a lot of that um i was going to say i wouldn't necessarily limit it to grow grain if you have no, I wouldn't do a satiny ribbon. That's oh, no. just too flat. That's it's just not too flimsy. Solve the problem. But if you find a really pretty ribbon that has like a tapestry or has some kind of a design to it, something it has body. extra threads, so mm -hmm. it's a little yeah. has a little more to it. And then it also becomes you could even before you put the buttons on, if you wanted, if you had a very simple, um, you if you had a very simple sweater plain sweater you can choose to put the ribbon on the back where no one sees it or you can put it along the front and let it be oh, a, like a feature and let it be a decorative feature like we did in that my one sweater cool yeah and i was just curious yeah, what, if you had any you other modeled that one sweater for me mm -hmm. where we did that yeah i love it um i'm realizing that in this scenario the buttonholes are done already yeah and it needs to remain very stretchy because that buttonhole is not necessarily big enough for the thing if it doesn't for the button if it I doesn't would just stretch. stop at the top of the the neck where the shaping yeah. starts. where the shaping yeah. starts that's what I told her yeah that works okay. yeah well, so there you go there's some ideas about how to how better to finish your, buttons. your buttons yeah mm -hmm. and even if you don't have the problem that initiated this question mm -hmm. all of these are really beautiful finishes my first question to her was are you going to ever wear it open or like how do you plan on wearing it because mm -hmm. if she plans on wearing it buttoned all the time I was going to tell her just to sew the button band closed oh that's good so, so put the buttons yeah, through the cardigan. holes and then just yeah. attach it because it's a cardigan but she said she wanted to wear it both ways yeah so. yeah cool um and I guess I'm learning from women of a certain age that the reason they're drawn to cardigans is the ability to take it on and off easily, yes. Yes. depending on personal climate. Yeah. <laughs> personal climate oh, changes. Oh, my Lord, it gets very hot. <laughs> <laughs> all right, well, thank you I'm for listening. I'm not one of those women. Well, <laughs> we've well, all been there at some point. Yeah, for whatever reason, <laughs> hormones are hormones. Yeah. Um, yeah, hormones are hormones. <laughs> yeah. Um, I know when I, I think I know when I will hit menopause because my mom <laughs> didn't hit menopause at 48. My sister is at 40, you know, started at 48. It's not the start. I think it's 48. It's the duration. <laughs> yeah, but you know when to I know when it's, it. I know when it's coming anyway. <laughs> yeah. I hope that makes it better. I'm not sure what the duration is because I think my mom's 72 and she still sometimes get hot, gets hot flashes. So I don't know if, when that'll be. 
but it's I guess just one of the many joys of being a woman. There are so many joys. <laughs> oh, yeah. That's not uh, the word I'd use, but okay, we'll go with that one. <laughs> it's one uh, of the joys, not and one of the challenges. <laughs> yes, it's a double-edged sword. Yeah, that's it. When Mirabella is complaining, my daughter's complaining about having her hairbrush and sensitivity when I pull a little strand from a snarl. I say, you know, if you can't handle this, sister, there are so many other things about being a woman that you are not going to be have the resilience for. So get used to it. <sighs> On that note. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you all for listening to Thank another you. episode. Um, we'll see you next month. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Enjoy. Happy stitching.